Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is liz this is heather and we are settling in to do our 2018 comic palooza wrap-up show hit that music chance to support the show want to get some awesome rewards and nerdy bitches swag then head on over to our patreon account at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches from not your basic bitch to rockstar bitch we have a monthly donation plan to fit any budget your support allows us to really up our game and make sure the show stays awesome without bowing to corporate sponsorship in addition to providing prizes, giveaways, and convention coverage, we'll also donate 20% of all net profits each month directly to other independent podcasts. This allows us to help grow other indie shows that we believe in. So hit us up at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches and support your favorite bitches today. We're talking Comic-Cons today. Speaking of, uh, ha- speaking of having things that um, from Comic-Cons, it's currently con season. It's crazy. I've been so busy. So I went to Silicon Valley Comic Con, which was a very fun con. I went as a guest. And I haven't been, not as a guest, you know, a non... Uh, you went as a just a, a shower-upper. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a while since I've done that because we've always been, you know, got press passes or uh, things like that for the podcast program. So... This was uh, the first time, so I didn't have to promote anything or I didn't have to talk about anything. So that How was kind fun of- was that? Because I love doing Comic Palooza, but it's work, y'all. Like I had Opera Man and my niece with me and they're both like, I want to go do this. I want to do that. I don't want to go to this. And I'm like, I'm here to work. Like, <laughs> shut up. I mean, I love you guys. Go do whatever makes you happy. I cannot leave because I'm working like, and it's really hard to get the people who are with you to fully grasp, you know, the concept that I'm working. Like my niece is like, I didn't sign up for another podcast thing. I'm like, you see that uh, badge around your neck? Yeah, you did. So just sit there and smile and listen to your headphones. And then we will go down and see some anime character that you want to see. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what, uh, what you mean. I did enjoy Silicon Valley Comic Con. It's not a comic palooza, um, so it's uh, it's a little smaller. Although it had some big names, but it's it's a combination of tech and comic. And so there was like Doctor Kaku. I can never pronounce his name. Um, that you always see on the Discovery Channel. He's like the, one of the physicists, and he was awesome. There was the TED Talk guy. Isn't that con put on by Steve Wozniak? Yes, he's half owner. Mm-hmm. 
That's cool. Yeah. And I um, I actually uh, went to the panel from Mae Jemison, who was the very first African-American woman in space astronaut. And mm. then they had a contest and I won the contest and I got a Lego set of the women in NASA and she's on it and she signed it. Shut up. That's awesome. Yeah. It's super cool. Anyway. Well, you also, you also got to meet one of my friends when you were at the Silicon Valley Comic Con because uh, one of our castaway group that does a podcast out there, uh, it's everything I learned from movies with Steve and Izzy. And I, I found out they were out there. Izzy was out there pushing her artwork. And I, when I found out they were there and I saw that you guys were there, I was like, oh, you've got to go over and say, because I only know them through Twitter and, you know, the months and months that I've spent talking to them. And I just did an episode of their podcast a few weeks ago for part of their cast amaze. Like they let us pick what movie they were going to discuss. So I was super excited that you actually got to go out there and meet Steve and Izzy in the flesh. So yeah, that was super exciting. I, I, but I do, um, it was, they also drew that picture and I don't know if you guys follow our Instagram page, but uh, they, uh, one of the artwork pieces that we got uh, was a predator cuddling a kittens and i got that for liz i was gonna say i actually have it right here on my desk somewhere but i it is well we're not recording that we're not recording the video so nobody can see well i know that but i would (laughs) have you know i take a selfie with it actually it was really it was really funny because you gave that to me right before we did our hundredth episode at at comic palooza and then i felt like a dickhead because of course i hadn't gotten you anything as, as I am want to do when I am rushed at the last minute and things yeah. are breaking, but don't worry. Cause randomly out of nowhere, you will end up getting a box full of like Dr. Who t-shirts or something yep. uh, <laughs> because that's how we roll. And it was so sweet though. You're like, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's the predator. And you were like, yeah, remember the very first Comic-Con guy, like the comic, yep. you know, cosplayer that we met at our very first comic palooza together was this big ass creepy predator, predator with the full outfit with the clicking helmet, the whole thing. And so I'm like, Oh, see, you are a nostalgic nerdy bitch. Like, I love it. Like you play it a little more rough and like on the cuff, like, <laughs> ah, whatever. I'm not sentimental. And then you show me the predator from like our first thing. And I'm like, she does love me. <laughs> so. Well, actually, though, this is from the Comic Palooza floor. Uh, you know, by the way, I keep talking about all these other cons. Like, none of them compare to Comic Palooza. And I just want to keep making sure no. that people understand that, that I would go even if I wasn't part of the podcast program. It's my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Texas is the biggest state. It's the biggest pop well, you culture had event to, in Texas. You had to fly to get there. Yeah. So. And it was like, there was just no... Uh, I asked for the days off before they announced the uh, any lineup at Comic Con. <laughs> I'm like, no, well, I'm yeah. gonna be gone. That that was part of my, uh, our agreement for you to be allowed to leave the <laughs> state was that you did in fact have to come back every single year for Comic Palooza, regardless of if we got panels or not, because it's like that is the only time that we will get to see each other. And, you know, even that is, it's really hard. Like we just saw each other for the first time in like eight months. And, you know, in the past, I think we've gone that long Mm -hmm. or maybe longer without having physically seen each other. But, you know, social media is, I mean, not, not often, but, you know, every once in a while it happens. But somehow now, especially since we've been doing this podcast together for more than a hundred episodes, 
we've really gotten super, super close as friends. And I was like, she can't like, it's, it's just really hard. And, you know, Craig, uh, Paul and I don't have any kids, you know, you guys don't have any kids. So you guys are like our friends that we can call up at seven o'clock and say, Hey, uh, Hey, uh, Paul just locked his keys in his car downtown. And I had to drive in y'all want to have dinner with me so I don't have to drive back out with the traffic. And you're like, sure, come on over. You know, and I love, and you guys are also the like friends that kind of get me out of the house more often than I normally would. And, and I miss that. So yeah, well, we have to, you're my designated driver. (laughs) Well, there's that. (laughs) She always tells people like my birthday was my 40th birthday. She's like, Liz is my drinking friend. I was like, I don't drink. She was like, well, Liz is my designated driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of that, actually, what stemmed this whole thing was me telling you about my beverage of choice oh, uh, yes. that, I, that I decided to drink. And it was so um, it was sparkling soda, you know, just the sparkling water and um, vodka. But I got the berry sparkling soda. So it tastes just like cough syrup. Blah. Oh, that's delicious. Is that what you were drinking during the 100th episode? Because that was entertaining. (laughs) That was whiskey and sparkling something or other. Topo Chico or whatever it is. Topo Chico. That's exactly what it was. Topo Chico. Thank you, Coca-Cola Pop-Up Shop, for having that available because that is a very good mixer. Yeah, I think I was drinking water from the uh, big Ozarka bottles in the hall. Wait, that's what you didn't drink this time? Last time you drank right before the... Last time I was so nervous because it was our very first live show. We had guest judge Jenny Kelly coming to sit with us, who I knew was going to look and sound and be amazing. And she is, and she's I adore her. She's amazing. Um, and it was just like, it was scary. Like, I don't know. I don't drink a lot, like ever. So I went to one of the little pop-up bars right out in front of where our hall was going to be. And now see, they didn't have any pop-up bars behind the dumpster, uh, you know, where yeah. the podcast room was at the very, very back. So it was less less easy to get alcohol. But I did. I ordered like a, I don't know, lame girl drink vodka and cranberry. Mm -hmm. And the lady was like, Oh, would you like me to make that a double? I'm like, yes, I would. And it was like 18 fucking bucks. So I'm like, "Mm." I feel that the comic Palooza bar crew has probably over the, since they've started serving alcohol, which is I think three years ago, probably gotten a mortgage payment out of me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, this year I was like, fuck that noise. I'm going to, I'm going to make flasks. And I did. I had my 10 year old niece sit down and help me mod podge our nerdy bitches logo stickers onto some flasks. And I was like, well, it's, it's a craft project and it, it, it's, it's empty. The flask was empty. So right now it's just a vessel. It could have been a cup of any kind. It doesn't matter. Not you might need to type up that statement for the CPS. She's seen a flask before. Her dad's got a flask that has an engraved Virgin Mary with the, with the beams glowing out of her mm-hmm. ass. The whole thing that says holy water on it. Okay. Oh. She's not new. So she actually helped me put these flasks together and I filled one of them, the one I was going to keep with my signature torch cherry rum. And those things are fucking eight ounce flasks. They're They're, big. They hold a lot. 
Yeah, they'll last but you through they, Comic Palooza. Yeah. But then they started checking bags as you're coming in and oh, out yeah. from the convention center and the hotel. So I ended up not using it, though I did go to Mandy from Caster Quest room and snake some uh, whiskey and Dr. Pepper off of her. So I still had a, a nice, relaxing Saturday evening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the the hotel, I mean, it's free game. You're not required to pay uh, Hilton prices for your your booze. We had some booze nope. ourselves. I, you know, in fact, we came, we went and met you uh, one of the nights out in the little uh, lobby area. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm bringing <laughs> yeah, my own like, beer. I was like, well, we can go downstairs to like the smoker's lounge or we can go out to the actual lobby. Or I said, here in the middle of our floor... For absolutely no reason, there is a full sitting area next to a big open window that overlooks Discovery Green, and no one's there. We can just sit out here and drink, and that's what we did. That is exactly what we did. So that was a lot of fun. I always recommend staying at uh, one of the attached hotels, um, Marriott or the Hilton and mm-hmm. uh, they're, you know, they're super nice and they're super accommodating um, for the Comic Palooza crew. I, I recall at one time seeing a bellhop come in with a giant, uh, bringing the big old uh, luggage thing, holding the Captain America shield. You know, it's yep, Comic Palooza yep. time. You got to do what you got to do. So um, they're, uh, I, I just, you know, I, I recommend it. My vacations are Comic-Cons, but um mm-hmm. So, you know, June well, is this, crazy. Uh, yeah, Paul told me that uh, our because we live in town. So, you know, it it would actually make more sense for us to come home every night and spend the, you know, save the money. But quite honestly, between what it costs to park all day, how long you're there, and then pretty much how fast you want to make an escape, which You know, it's like, oh, in my mind, I want to stay and I want to do all of these things and I want to go to this party and whatever. But when you're dragging people around with you and you've just done a live show with, what do we have, 50 people in that room at least? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a a second. Yeah, It was a really large group. I was tired. I was like, I just want to go and rest and be tired. And so Paul's like, happy anniversary and birthday. Here's your hotel. So I was like, yay. Yay. Plus, I got to stay and play with my friends who came in from California that I didn't get to see for eight months. Exactly. I know. I need to go in for some non-comic palooza reasons so we can hang out more. But um, Well, I'm, I'm telling you, I just saw that Southwest opened up flights between Houston and San Jose. And I'm like, yeah. I know. And I'm telling you that... That's the way to go because a stop makes it all day travel. If you're not yeah. stopping, it's only like stops. three hours, 40 minutes. And mm-hmm. that that he, that can fly by. In fact, I had six episodes of The Vampire Diaries on my, um, I downloaded from Netflix and I just watched them. I just was like, I'm going to Netflix and chill on a plane. Not and chill. Well, not the chill part. It wasn't chill. You're like, go back to sleep. I'm not chilling with you. (laughs) You're like, excuse me, sir. (laughs) Let's let's get into the con because for us, it, you know, the con was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We actually started on Thursday because Thursday for us was go pick up your pass day, run around and kind of check out where the rooms are because I'm telling you. Usually, if you have a convention at the George R. Brown, the George R. Brown Convention Center is about probably five city blocks long. It's Which doesn't sound big until you decide you want to walk it from one end to the other. And then halfway through, you're looking for an Uber to pick you up and take you the rest of the way. And for a lot of different shows, they break it up. 
they have different sections of the thing. So if you go to the gun show, it's in hall A. If you go to the bridal show, it's B and C, like these kind of things. Yeah. Comic Palooza uses the entire thing. And now they have all of the exhibits and artists and everything down on the first floor. And it's a huge section. And then all of the panel rooms are on the ass opposite end of the third floor. Mm -hmm. So it's like you really have to get your timing travel down if you want to make it from one panel to the next. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so we went, we went Thursday and... Um, I mentioned this in our Black Panther episode, which you've already listened to. Uh, so when I saw, I got there on Thursday, and I, you know, I was helping Mandy from Caster Caster Quest bring in some things for one of the other shows, and I called Heather and I said, "Hey, where are you? I need to get my badges from you." And she, you're like, "Oh, well, we're right here at the badge station." I'm like, "Well, well we're right here. I'll be there in two seconds." And so I come around the corner and I see her and I swear to God, I had to stop myself from just full force running across the room and tackle hugging her. Yeah. Now there may have been a bit of a gallop involved mm -hmm. and there may still have been a slight tackle hug, but we stayed on our feet. Yes. So professionals. That's <laughs> exactly it was it felt like a scene from dumb and dumber for a second because we were like oh, we're so excited oh my god and then we were like calm down there's people around like, there, <laughs> there are people here and they are staring at us but i don't care so. <laughs> yeah so you know thursday when we came in uh we checked out coral sword uh which is ming chen's uh coffee shop slash twitch studio slash um, I think game it's going to be, a, yeah, I think it's going to be a, bo a bar and yeah, game store. It was really I actually cool. have a date there on Wednesday coming up. With who? I have a date with the glorious Miss Jenny Kelly, if nice. you can believe that, to go check out Coral Sword and talk about uh, being awesome nerd girls and seeing uh, about some projects that we're talking on, talking about working on together, so... That's super awesome. You know, and I like that it also brings, um, uh, I like the, you know, the Coral Sword and it brings kind of podcasting community together, but it also like makes Ming Chen a local now. And so like you're forced yeah. to be here. You're part of us now. Oh, I told her, I said, I'm going to message Ming before we go. Maybe he can like send word ahead and hook us up. And if not, at the very least, I know if I send him a selfie of the two of us at Coral Sword, he'll totally retweet it. I totally. mean, because Ming's awesome. Yeah, we are very excited. Uh, so we love Ming Chen. Mm -hmm. I do. I, we'll get to Ming. So anyways, Thursday, you guys went to Coral Sword. I still haven't been there, but we met up and we were able to get our badges and walk around, have a little bit of lunch. Um, again, run up to the room. And I have to say, we have to give such a huge shout of thanks to Michael Taylor, Oh who my is God. the audiovisual guy for Comic Palooza and our personal hero. And for the last, and, and I'm just speaking for the two of us, the last two years in a row, he has made sure that our rooms were equipped with exactly what we needed. And that, you know, all of the, you know, I've heard other people say, oh, my, my board was set too low or somebody messed with this or whatever. Michael did an amazing job making sure that we sounded great and I can't thank him enough. I mean, this poor guy was like, I hit 50,000 steps on my pedometer today. 
time for day two. And I'm like, Jesus, get that man a drink. You know, I must have seen him 70 times during the three days of the con, which, and not to say that he was in any panels. He met us for anything. He was just walking back and forth. And at one point he was like, Heather, you know, he called me out because somebody wanted to know where the podcast room was. And I was like, (laughs) you're like, keep walking. Yeah. I said, (laughs) I said, I am heading there. So let's go. And so we actually, actually, Okay, fun fact. The couple that I was showing where the room is, one's the one, uh, the Joker is the one that won the contest. Oh, we'll, Kyle. We'll talk, we'll talk about him <laughs> later. But um, yes, uh, Michael Taylor, uh, his team is awesome. And he's like the AV guy of AV guys. And I'm really, um, I mean, I, I make it sound like, you know, he is in charge of it you know if you if you have an audio issue and the podcasters always do or a video Mm -hmm. issue he fixes it he sets us up he knows what we need and uh, And you know what he never he never complains either he is so nice and i am glad that we know him and that we have made friends with him because he is a good person to know not because he can help us but just because he's a great person to know you know what i mean like I know that there's a lot of people who, you know, they're doing their job and they're doing it, but they're grumpy about, you know, the whatever. Yeah. And and I'm not going to say that he didn't have grumpy times because everyone could- does, yeah. but he was so great to us. And, and again, this was a huge shout out. And, you know, we ran into him on Thursday after we had visited said podcasting room at the back of the show. And we're like, hey, there's no chairs in there or <laughs> tables yeah. or really anything. And he's like, don't worry, it'll be there. Uh, and apparently there still wasn't, but he got it fixed. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he got a uh, television in there for uh, the Colt 45 uh, live podcast. That mm-hmm. podcast room was set. And, you know, thank you, Michael Taylor. Thank you, Aaron Garcia. Uh, they both really helped out that room because basically what, yep. what ended up happening is that there was so many live podcast requests that they put us into a podcasting room, which was kind of fun. I I liked having a unique room so you could always be like, hey, the podcast room is 352C. See, I still remember it. (laughs) It's the one with our tent set up inside because every single thing we did was in that room. Yeah, it was was super fun. I I liked having (laughs) it. Um, I hope that... uh, it uh, gets a little bigger next year. And we'll talk about that in the coming up things. But okay, so Thursday was awesome. Thursday was awesome. We got to hang out a little bit. Uh, Mandy and I then had to take off because we had some things going on. So then Friday hits and, you know, we're rushing to get, you guys are already at the hotel since you've flown in. Um, Paul and my niece and I had, you know, gotten geared up, got her dressed because, Bless her heart. For the second year in a row, she decided to roll full cosplay, no embarrassment, no exceptions. And I'm like, do you want to wait and put your... Because she, uh, if you're familiar with the anime Black Butler, she went as CL or Cecil, depending on which uh, which version of it you're watching. So she's, you know, she's a girl. She's cross cross playing as a little boy. She's got a short wig. Now she has super, super long hair on her own. She's wearing a short wig that I'm having to braid her hair up. She's got a fucking eye patch on, Heather, the whole <laughs> weekend. 
eye patch. And she, she and I was like, you, we can put pieces of this on later if you nope, gonna wear it. And I brought I brought her like three different, like two different costumes and then just a regular kind of nerdy, comfortable outfit. Cause I figured she would be so over that wig in 10 minutes. Yeah. Nope. Wore she time. wore it Monday through Sunday. Didn't want to take it off ever. And I think the big reason was she actually got recognized for her character this year. Last year, she went as Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. And there were a ton of Harley Quinns. So some people saw her. Not very many people asked for a picture because, you know, she was nine. And that's weird when adults are asking for pictures of children. But, she, you know, anyone she asked for a picture with was more than happy to take it with her. Their, you know, cosplayers are some of the greatest people. They will always let you take a picture unless they are just over it. And then you say, thank you very much. And you move on, right? Like it's, you know, we t- we're teaching her cosplay and convention etiquette early. And as soon as we walk into the hotel to check in, Somebody has immediately recognized her character. Now, I'm not a huge anime fan, and I think Black Butler is actually a little bit of an older anime. I think it came out about 11 years ago. So she wasn't really sure if anybody was going to know who she was. But this, and and the costume was from Amazon, you know, like we didn't spend a ton of money on it, but it was beautiful. It was was, uh, the most amazing cosplay costume you've ever seen for this kid. And I swear to God, she thought this was her convention. She walked through there and people were like, oh my gosh, it's CL. And they would come over and want to take their pictures. I swear, and, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical about this at all. I actually have pictures of it. A group of about six Asian teenage girls, mm-hmm. giggling teenage girls came up to, and I swear to God, I'm like, am I watching an anime? Like what is happening? <laughs> they came up to her hee, with the hands in front of the mouth, the whole thing. And they're like, Oh, can I have your picture? And she's like, sure. So I'm taking a picture of the one girl, the one of the six who actually wants to get the picture with Maddie. But then I also have to to pan out and take a picture of her five friends giggling while taking this picture. And then she went, Maddie went to say, you know, thank you. And like walked away and they just like huddled up and they were like, Oh my gosh. Like it was the real CL. It was the cutest thing ever. And I'm telling you on Saturday when you and I were, and we'll get to this, when you and I were working on our black Panther episode, Paul took her around to the exhibit floor so that she could look at the artwork and stuff. And she's keeping track of how many people have complimented her costume, how many people have asked for pictures, how many people have like noticed her pointed to like, she's, she's got a number in her mind. And this guy walks up to her and this dude does not look like he would have been an anime guy, right? Like you see this guy and you're like, why are you here? Do you work here? Like he didn't really seem like the type. Mm -hmm. And he walked up to her and he goes, I just want to say to you, don't you let anyone tell you that you are not the best CL here Mm -hmm. and just walked away. And she was just beaming ear to ear. That is what I love about comic Palooza because you've got the friendliness of Houston mixed in with the the awesomeness of nerd culture blended together in one space. You don't have 
the big fights. You don't hear about nasty things happening like you might at some other large shows. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. So, yeah. So I, I agree. I think that especially uh, with the CL, I, it really kind of worked out perfect for her because she's like the perfect height for CL. Mm-hmm. And honest yeah. to God, I thought CL was a girl for like five episodes. <laughs> well, actually, CL was dressed as a girl for a couple of episodes. Yeah, I remember that. Because he, uh, he goes undercover because there's like a ring of girls that go missing, mm-hmm. like really like a uh, rich the daughters of these really rich people all go missing. And so he dresses cross so that he can go find them. We actually found an adult male in his probably late forties to early fifties who was dressed as girl CL from that party. (laughs) And I got a picture of the two of them together because it was like a gender cross cross and it was it was awesome. Like it was just so freaking meta. It was ridiculous. That is so funny. Um, so, anyways, back yeah. to Friday. Okay, so <laughs> so Friday, uh, we had started out. We'd started early, but we had things to do. Uh, 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 Producer Craig's podcast, Matinee Heroes, started at eleven a.m. So, by the way, yes, there were a lot of like kind of shitty things that happened that day. For example, we opened up his camera to find that the LCD screen had completely shattered when it fell, when his uh, uh, camera bag fell down at the airport. And producer Craig's like, I am like, we love photography. Like we shoot very different things and we have different outcomes and whatnot. But like he and I, like when y'all lived here, he and I would take off and go to the zoo together and take pictures of animals mm-hmm. and you know, we're taking pictures of the same animals, but of course they come out different because the eye is yeah, different. different. And I, as soon as I heard that, like my heart dropped because, and yeah. Paul, I will swear to you, Paul even offered to drive back here to our house to get my camera so that he would have something to work with. And I'm like, um, no, <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm like, I love Craig. Yeah. I do. But yeah. No. Yeah. Like that's my livelihood too. So I get it. But I do have a backup I could have given him. So, yeah. Well, he has a backup, but it was in California. Um, So that was, we found that out. And then producer Craig goes to plug his iPad, which has his little soundboard on it for his, um, for his uh, show into the soundboard and his headphone jack doesn't work. And I recall we thought that it was a fluke because the night before he was like, I don't know why I can't use the new, you know, headphones on this iPad. And um, so he had to use wireless headphones. And then the next day I'm like, you know what? I think it's your headphone jack. So Mm. anyway, that was when you're the first show of the morning, Mm -hmm. you don't have time to get there even early enough to fully jack with everything and make sure because it's the first thing. And they're like pretty severe about how quickly they open those doors. Yeah. So what I I did, I was uh, uh, being the awesome uh, show wife that I am. So the show didn't open until noon. At least the floor didn't open until noon, but the panel started at 11. So I went down to the the first floor and I was like, hey, guys, you know, the Matinee Heroes is having a live podcast right now about uh, Wonder Woman. And so I brought some people up there for it because otherwise there really would have been very many people. I mean, there were five or six listeners in the audience and there were five or I six. Was there. Yeah, there were there was, you know, uh, another dozen or so that were sending um, 
uh, tweets and stuff that they were still in line to get their tickets because you know it happens. Mm. The first day of a show, all the shows, you have to you wait to get your pick up your tickets. That line. Well, that's why we went the day before to make sure we had our press passes so that we wouldn't have to do that. Yeah, but if you're coming to town for it, I mean, you know, I understand. But it still was a fun show. Uh, There was plenty of people in the audience. And uh, people won some shirts. So uh, I had. I know. I was like, I really want one of those shirts, but he's the producer of my show, so I can probably get them at any time. I I won't take them from these people. Yeah. yeah, uh, Maddie and I went to that. Poor Paul was still trying to check us in to the hotel and get us unpacked and stuff. And then um, Brandon from Cult 45 came in and sat with us for a little bit. But then he had to leave because he got chosen like the night before, the two days before to moderate the Peter Mayhew panel, which is pretty much where we all ran to right after that. It was so exciting because we were like, so we knew, you know, he was moderating the panels, helping, uh, helping Craig out and, you know, leave, go to Peter Mayhew. That was kind of the exodus that took place in that room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, love you. Bye. Like we, and, but pretty much the entire room kind of followed us to Peter Mayhew. And I'm kind of glad they did because I think that was at what? 1230. It's still really early. Yeah. Panel started and the room was really big, but it's 1230 on Friday. So it didn't have a ton of people in it, which I thought was, it was a little, I was a little sad about that. But it also meant that we got to sit in like the second row. We got to sit right there. Um, Again, because Brandon is a friend of ours and was moderating the panel, you know, uh, several of us had sent him questions the night before, like, hey, if you get a chance, ask him this. Or if you run out of questions, ask him that. And, you know, again, y'all know I'm a huge, giant, crazy ass Star Wars fan. And I love Chewbacca. Love, love, love Chewbacca. Well, Chewbacca's getting old, right? Yeah. Like this is this is how it is. And I was like, I have to go to this panel because he's, you know, he's an older dude. He's seven foot two. He's really, it's difficult to get around. I was like, this could be my last opportunity to really get a chance to see him in person. So I'm really glad that I did. Yeah. And then I was a little surprised that there weren't that many people who were ballsy enough to get up at, t- at 1230 in the afternoon and ask Chewbacca questions. Yeah. So I, and, and I, I kind of pondered over it for a little bit because I knew that Brandon had one of my questions in his stack, but I was like, you know what? I'm here. Why not? Yeah. There were only a few people there. So I snuck around to that side and got to go. There's a picture on our, on my personal Facebook page and I'll make sure that it's also on Instagram and stuff. Uh, uh, somebody, I guess Randy or somebody managed to grab a picture of me standing up at the table with Brandon asking my questions to Peter Mayhew. And I swear to God, I walked, I had him on my phone because I was like, I know I'm going to forget. Like, I'm going to get up there and I'm going to get flustered. I would be like, I love you. I've seen you forever. I love you. And I was trying not to do that. I was trying to sound normal and put together and composed and I think the question that I actually asked him was, how do you feel about passing on the mantle of Chewbacca to this this next generation that's taking over? And also how much input have you had, you know, consultative or creative input have you had behind the scenes working with this new guy who's taking it over? 
And his answers kind of surprised me. Me too. To be yeah. honest, mm-hmm. uh, I was I was a little surprised because a lot of the a lot of the panels and different discussions and interviews that I have heard with him, he al- he seemed to be very on board with the way things were going, very on board with the way whatever his name is, Giannis, whatever, uh-huh. is doing Chewbacca right and things like that. Th- these were not the answers that I got. Yeah. Um, at all. But he was so specifically talking about he, Solo, though. He was talking about Solo, but I think... I. I think that there was some last Jedi stuff in there as well. And basically, you know, when I asked him how he felt about passing on the mantle, he kind of said, fine, you know, like, I guess. Um, And, you know, he had mentioned that he wasn't, he did, he thought, uh, he thought solo was okay. Like it was, it was okay. That was what he said. And when I, cause I didn't see it until after that. So I was really wondering if his comments would color my, perception of the movie which i will say they did not because i loved it i loved it yeah we will talk about it at another date yeah exactly and i I think that uh because he was just like you know he would have played him differently but i think that it probably was best that the that this uh uh chewbacca was played differently because he's a younger chewbacca he is a younger chewbacca but also peter mayhew again is just not physically in the shape to be able to do these kind of movies. Chewbacca is larger than life. He is action. He is running all of those things. It just wouldn't happen. So they have to pass this on. But to my second question, asking about whether or not, like how much creative input or, you know, influence he had behind the scenes when starting to train the new guy, his response, he looked me, and I swear to God, he looked me dead in the eye the whole time I was talking to him. So that was super cool for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like he was answering a question. He was two feet across the table from me talking directly to me. And he said, well, you get what you get. And he's like, I tried like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I think I think with him, he, like, like you said, he – you know, there's a lot of things he would have done differently. There's a lot of ways he would have gone about it that would have been different. And he also, you know, going from basically being all practical effects in his days to now so much CGI that for him as the actor who had previously done that, he could really tell the difference. Yeah. But I think the normal moviegoer, doesn't necessarily. I mean, maybe in bits and pieces here and there, but for the most part, not so much. Yeah. But I will tell you. And then I was like, thank you so much for providing 42 years of amazingness. You're awesome. I got to go by and like walked away and like everyone clapped my question. And I sat down and Maddie goes, you sounded great. You don't sound nervous at all. I was like, I totally was. <laughs> but then, yeah. but then I loved that the girl who came up behind me was like, "Okay, I'm gonna try not to faint." I was like, "All right, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm good. I didn't. I didn't do that. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, and I this was really nice too uh, because I believe he came two years ago and he was showing the exact same time that we had a panel, and so right. we missed him. Uh, so that was that was really exciting to see. I really liked uh, Brandon doing the moderating. The first question he's like, you know, I'm gonna be remiss if I. I don't talk about the Christmas special. And uh, I know I yeah. loved his answer. He looked at him and he just goes, money. 
Because <laughs> everybody always asks, how could you be a part of this such a shit thing? And they all said, money. Yeah. Because it's a job. And he even kind of said multiple times, he said, you know what? When you're tall or like when you're me, you know, you know, you're going to do this movie and oh, you hear there's going to be a sequel and that's great. But after that, the phone's not really ringing off the hook for another Chewbacca or another really tall gangly dude. So pretty much anytime they popped up and said, hey, we've got a role for Chewbacca. He's like, you take the money and you go, you know, you do the job. Yeah, he also talked about the fact that, you know, there was a lot of, um, you know, his movie family was in it. And so that and there was a lot of good things about it. And also, it's the most like signed, he signs it the most out of all of the movies he's in, which I think is funny, you know, so (laughs) of course it is, because that's what people want to remember, even though it was pretty much terrible. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about what happened Friday evening. Yes, I know that you guys heard that we were going to have a uh, nerdy bitches slash cult 45 trivia face off. Um, That was on Friday at 530 or five or 530. I can't recall anymore. Five o'clock. And so <laughs> we planned and prepared this beautiful trivia show. Oh, yes. It was going to go down in history as the greatest live game show ever, ever, ever. And we had an amazing game show host lined up to work with us. Brian from the BriFi podcast was going to, and and he was prepared, man. I mean, he came up with a theme song, the whole thing. We had it worked out to a T. And unfortunately, at about four o'clock on Friday, uh, BriFi had a family emergency and was unable to come and unable to attend. So, so, yes. So, and I, by the way, am in the George Lowe, uh, aka Space Ghost panel at the time <laughs> I get this news. And I cannot leave because every time somebody's getting up to leave, he keeps going, deserter, there's a deserter on, blah, blah, blah. And everybody <laughs> turns to look at them. And mm. so I was like, I can't leave. I cannot leave in the middle of this. And so I was in the room. Yeah, I was in the room with cult 45 and we're all staring at each other going, what the fuck are we going to do now? Because a big portion of this game show has to do with us interacting with our moderator, asking questions, you know, back and forth banter, things like this. So, uh, Brandon had basically coerced Opera Man into being our game show host. Oh, I didn't hear he this didn't, part. Well, oh yeah, you missed this part. He he was begging him. And you know, Paul Paul is an opera singer. He is used to being in front of people, but he is a, he is actually incredibly shy. And also, I wasn't quite sure some of the things that we had been prepared to say to Bri-Fi would go over as well with Opera Man. So right about that time, uh, Mr. John Miller <laughs> walks into the room. Yeah, from uh, Raging Nerd. Uh, Raging, Raging Nerd Dogfin Studios. Dogfin so Studios. Uh, John walks in and we said, hey, John, 
how would you like to be the game show host of this incredibly important game show that we have going? We have questions. Well, I had questions. Uh, apparently, there was a miscommunication, and uh, I was the only one who actually wrote our questions down. <laughs> Uh, so that was entertaining. It was crazy. Uh, So then um, he agrees to do so again, John's another podcaster. Most of us can pick up on the fly and kind of just roll with it. Right. Yes. But John being John decides that he will absolutely do this, but he's going to have to have another drink first. I was like, all right, we'll be back before five. He leaves, goes back to the hotel fills a 20-ounce Coke bottle with whiskey and drinks it on the way back. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. I don't know if he drank all of it, but... No, it was empty. But Uh, he, um, (laughs) you could tell as the show went on that he was getting, you know, because you don't drink and immediately get drunk. He was drunk when he got there. But he was slowly getting more and more and more drunk throughout the hour show. It, you know... Mm -hmm. It turned out awesome. It was amazing. If you want to see this show, because this show will not be a podcast, but it does exist because Randy was awesome enough to, I thought we were recording it, right? And that we would view it and go, ha ha, this is funny. Let's put it online. Oh no, they live streamed the shit out of this thing. So... There is a live stream on Facebook. You can find it on our Facebook page, but go into the comments and hit the YouTube live stream instead. It's got a better feed. There are some technical issues here and there because we are two unsponsored podcasts and this is what we got, right? It was awesome though. Thank you, Randy, for recording that. Absolutely. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Brandon, for being awesome. Thank you, John, for being drunk, really inebriated. (laughs) But stepping in at the last yep. minute and helping us out. It was amazing. Thank you. Thank John. you to Aaron and Latasha. Yep. They were our audience volunteers. These were our audience volunteers. Each and one, the one on our team did not want to be there. She's like, I don't know any of this. We're like, you don't have to. It's fixed. It's fine. <laughs> but <laughs> just go with it. Um, but they they stepped up and played along with us. Had a great time. Both girls got some fun swag bags with the, as Brandon put it, adequate amount of swag in them (laughs) for two shows that have no sponsorship or money whatsoever. So thank you ladies for participating. We had an amazing time and it was awesome. It was one of those shit shows that you could never recreate, Mm -hmm. but it turned out to be so much fun. I'm calling it a gong show for sure. It was, it was insane. But the laughter was worth it because that was that was one of the things we meant it to be funny, yeah. right? This actually was not meant to be a full on trivia show, right? Like we we intended this to have a little bit of a Jerry Springer edge to it because it's funny. And fortunately, the people who came to our show got that it was funny, laughed along, played along with us. And that was, you know, for I'm not calling any of us comedians, but for a bunch of humorists who enjoy making people laugh, this was our Christmas. Like we had such a good time. And if you're listening and you came out to the show, 
thank you, thank you, thank you. It was awesome. It it was awesome. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite answers, though, uh, provided by Colt 45, when asked what the uh, name of the missile that uh, <laughs> that Tony Stark presented in Iron Man, <laughs> it's in the Jebediah. <laughs> Jebediah <laughs> missile. And that I was, was like, it, it, we need to name a missile like, it Jebediah. Sounds, it sounds good to me. Sure. I'm yep. good. Let's go. Yep. It, it's the Jericho yep. missile, apparently. But yes. Jebediah sounds like, I was like, it is Duggar? You know like, what, What's though? happening? Wasn't the actual bad guy named Jebediah in that movie? Obadiah. Oh, close enough. Whatever. Yeah, it's close enough. Close enough. His, he probably just merged the two, which is smart thinking on his part. I'm, you know, I was impressed. I was, you see, here's the deal. Heather and I are way too competitive to get too many of the answers wrong. Like we knew we were supposed to get some of them wrong and we would get some of them wrong anyway, just because they asked some obscure things. But they were really good at mm-hmm. jacking up the answers, and I thought that was that was a little, they were better at yeah. That, I know that when I when though. I jacked up what the what the TARDIS stood for, like I know oh, the TARDIS. Paul was is. like, Paul was like, how can she said she's a hoovy and how could she? I said she did that on purpose. Yeah, There's no I way. Mean, she I mean, I I know. That. I was just trying to think what else could it possibly stand for if it doesn't stand mm-hmm. for time and relative dimension in space. And so I know, I, she's like time and relativity. Deep in space. Yeah, that's what I said. Good call. That's what you said. Yeah. I've, I've watched it a couple of times now because <laughs> it's that funny. So anyway, that was pretty much Friday night for me. Uh, I'm not sure what you guys did. We we were tired, so we just kind of went back and chilled. Well, I don't remember what I did Friday. Oh, well. I don't remember. Oh, it yeah, yeah. No, no. I went, uh, I went to King's Cross. King's Court. Uh, See, we couldn't yeah. go to a lot of the things that a lot of podcasters go to because we had my niece with us. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, you, you can't take a 10-year-old to a bar. It's just not really going to work. So I think what we did, oh, we got in the car. Oh, that's what we did. We took Maddie because the day before Comic Palooza, she had her fifth grade graduation celebration. And I was unable to make it because I was still packing for a freaking comic palooza until about three o'clock in the morning. So what we did was we hopped in the car and we went over to the Jess Mac restaurant in Montrose. And, you know, cause this kid eats nothing but like macaroni and cheese 24 seven. So we went there and we had fancy Mac and cheese and it was loads of fun. Yeah. So. I love Jess, Jess Mac. Oh, uh, I do too. It's one of my favorites. All right. So Saturday, Oh my Saturday, God. Saturday we slept in. I know you guys were probably up and doing shit. We slept in because yeah. I was tired. Let's see. What was Saturday? We had so much to do on Saturday. Um, so the first thing we did was we got up and we went to a panel. Good God. I don't even John remember. Cusack? Oh, yes. John Cusack. I love John Cusack. And then there was this guy um there that was dressed just like john cusack and say anything and he had the boom I box saw that guy with the boom box and he yeah. wa- they and you know he got pointed out by the moderator and then he like walked down the aisle and like with like the john cusack swagger and everything it was perfect yeah it's awesome yeah i had that one on my list things kept popping up that i had put on my schedule but it was one of those like i have anxiety issues as it is and when i go to these big conventions and have to do all this walking. And I'm dragging a 10-year-old who is thrilled to be there when we're doing what she wants to do. But it's kind of a giant pain in the ass when <laughs> when she, we have to do what I want to do. Yeah. And, you know, whoever else. 
so basically, you and I had plans to meet up with Shazi yeah, from, from Shazi's, Shazi's World. World. She's a blogger, a lifestyle blogger here in Houston uh, to do an episode. Because, y'all, we recorded our 100th live episode at Comic Palooza. But we still had to record 99. So <laughs> we got Shazi together in a hotel room and we didn't kill her. We did an episode of Black Panther because I got a message from Heather that said, hey, we're going to meet with Shazi at one o'clock. Meet us at the Sky Bridge on the second floor of the hotel. And I said, um, aren't we doing this in your hotel room? Because we were both staying on the 10th floor. I'm like, can I just walk over to your hotel? She goes, well, you don't meet someone in a hotel room. That's how people die. (laughs) And I was like, all right, all right, I got this. So I grab all my stuff and I run down. And I, the second I step on the sky bridge, I get a message from Heather that says, meet me in room 10, blah, blah. I'm like, motherfucker, (laughs) I just came from here. And so now I get up there and I'm like bolting down the hallway to try to get there. The second I go to knock on the door, I get a text that says, can you bring a Coke? And I'm like, no, no, I cannot. I am here. This this is as far as it goes. I've got nothing left. I could have brought it from my room. I could have brought 10 Cokes. It's around the corner. Yeah. But I was like, no, sorry. You get you get hotel water. And I apologize for that, Chazi, because you you deserve a Coke, lady. But there's only so much I can do. Yep. So all I did. had was I, all I was have was like Guinness. And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I've got a Dr. Pepper, but I've already opened it and drank out of it. So whatever. Uh, but yeah, this was my first time to meet Chazi. Heather, you've met her before. Oh, plenty of times. At, uh, I met her at Comic Con. Yeah, there you go. You met her a couple times. Love her. Love her. She was uh, cosplayed as Nick Fury awesome. uh, or Nikki, Nikki Fury, which was <laughs> awesome. And she sat down with us and we just, uh, we've released this episode now. So if you missed it, it's episode 99, Black Panther. And we talked about the character and so much more. Uh, Yeah, a lot of, we talked a lot of Infinity Wars in it. In fact, we talked about maybe doing a future episode where we kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? Commentary. Commentary. Yeah. When it comes out on... Blu-ray or digital, I really think that we should do commentary on this. Although I do think a great deal of that movie is just going to be shock face. Yeah. But we'll have to say I am sitting here with total shock face unless we learn how to do commentary with like a video feed of our face. Because when I watched the movie the first time, that's exactly how I looked the whole time. Yeah. There at one point I yelped and hurt Craig's ear. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even do that. Like I couldn't even... I. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. Yeah. So anyways, we recorded with Shazi. She was amazing. And then we had some time to kill, but it wasn't a lot. Like we had, we had cult 45s live show after that. I missed it. And I felt like a total jackass, but I was starving. I was so Mm -hmm. hungry because you just don't have enough time to stop and eat. And once the convention gets rolling everywhere you go, even the sandwich shop was like a 30 minute wait in line to put in an order to wait for God knows how long. And I was like, listen, if we're going to have to wait 30 minutes to even deal with the option of food, let's just go over here to Papa Do's and eat. So we were about 30 minutes late to their show. I went to sneak in 
and it was full. And so I just snuck back out. I didn't want to interrupt. So we snuck back out and went and sat in the hall. Standing room fucking only for Colt 45. It was awesome. Now, let me tell you what happened when I was sitting out in the hall. Two things happened. The first thing that I noticed was right about the midway mark, right about the time we sat down, is when the Tom Holland panel let out of the main ballroom, which was in the hallway next to where the podcast room is. Now, remember, the podcast room is at the very far back end. Basically, the only thing left back there is a hallway where they happen to walk celebrities by when they're trying to get him back and forth to the green room. So I'm sitting there and I've got, you know, there's a guy sitting across the hall from me that I'm not, I haven't really fully acknowledged or paid attention to just yet. Paul is looking at his phone. Maddie's looking at her phone. Maddie lost a button at lunch and now she's stressed about her costume. I look up just in time to see Mr. Tom Holland and about 30 people just strolling on by about 10 feet away from where I was standing. And so as I look up and make eye contact with him, he waves and he's all, hello. I was like, hey, Tom, what's up? Like, <laughs> it's no big deal. And then I'm like, fucking Tom Holland. And Maddie's like, where? Paul's like, where? And then Seal's across the hall going, where? And then I'm like, son of a bitch, Seal, you've been sitting behind me the whole time. So for our live show, we have a friend of the show whose name is Seal, who we have known on Twitter for the last three, three and a half years. And he's awesome. He is a wonderful, wonderful supporter of podcasts in general. He has his own podcast called The Bearded Beacon. He's just a cool guy, right? And we've been trying for years to either do a crossover show with him, guest on their show, or just meet for lunch or yeah, something. Yeah, the last but time. It just never Never works out. Right? Yeah. The, like uh, the last time we had plans, I mean, we were going to meet up and a hurricane slammed into Houston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, hey, want to meet Friday? Mm, I don't know. There's this Hurricane Harvey that's supposed to hit us about that time. So maybe we should wait. Yeah. So, but Seal has driven in from basically the hill country. And Seal is a professional photographer, videographer, and he flies drones for his photography a lot of the time, which I think is just cool as shit. Yeah. And the pictures that I've seen are amazing. And he had messaged me on Facebook or on Twitter and said, so, you know, you were recording the, the 100th episode. I said, well, you know, we're recording it for audio so that we'll have it for the show. We're probably just going to do video for the game show. And that's a bit, that'll be it. He goes, oh, no, no. What I mean is, I will record the show. Like I will come and video the show. And I'm like, dude, yes. Thank you. That's amazing. He showed up with a two camera setup. He had like front angle. He's amazing. I love this man. He is fantastic. Super awesome. So he shows up and he gets all set up and we're starting to set up. And again, we are in the far back room. We are also timed up against the Star Trek Q&A, yes. which is like one of the big draws of the show. And I'm like, nobody is coming to this panel at all. So, you know, we're I'm, I'm, I'm begging people down in the smoking lounge at the hotel. Please, please, please come to the show. You know, I'll give you a sticker. Please, please come to the show. Hell, I'll give you a tote bag. Please come to the show. Whatever it is. 
And so, you know, I'm, I'm at the front table and I'm trying to get everything ready and trying not to get freaked out. And I'm counting out cards because we did cards against humanity. And I look up and we're still about 10 minutes from the show starting. And that room was at 90% capacity. And I didn't know a single person. Yep. Like usually when we're, we're talking about podcast live shows, a, a, fairly substantial portion of your audience is usually other podcasters that you're friends with who come to make sure that, you know, your show doesn't sound empty and so that you'll come to their show. You know, that's how it works. And I looked up and I was like, holy shit, our friends that I know are coming better hurry up because they're not going to get to play. This room is going to be packed. And so we got it all set up. We got it in and, and, Lo and behold, several of our friends who have been, you know, that are like massive fans of the show, big, big friends of ours, sitting on the floor, not yep. playing the game because there there wasn't enough room. We yep. had such a huge capacity in this room. And I'll tell you, I was talking to uh, the volunteer for, the, for Comic Palooza that was in the room with us, uh, who was super, super nice, super sweet lady. And she told me, I said, I said, we're going to need a bigger room like next year like this, you know, because we had more this year than what we had last year. And last year's room was at, it was pretty much Mm -hmm. at capacity. Uh, And she goes, yeah, actually, between your show and the show before you, which is Cult 45, they're already talking about getting a bigger room for the podcasters. And I was like, that's good because, you know, we have a pretty good, pretty good reach. And we're doing fun things that will draw people in. Yeah. So I'm glad that they that they're thinking ahead about that because that just means next year, you know, we can do even more. Hopefully we'll have sponsorship or money or something by then. It'll be awesome. Go hit our Patreon account if you want to. That'd be fun. So, anyways, the live show was amazing. Yeah, it was I had so much fun editing it. Um yeah. We've also we also actually ended up getting clips from a lot of our different podcasting friends and listeners that I've kind of weaved into that episode. So I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a little happy about it. So it's not fun. you know, uh, uh, by the time you hear this, the hundred episode will have already been published. It's actually it'll be out. It's amazing. It's our it's our highest rated show ever, or at least it's until this show comes out is our highest numbered show. but anyway we have to thank because i don't want to just go through the whole thing Mm -hmm. we i have a list of people to thank for the 100 um again back to michael taylor because he's amazing thank you for getting us set up producer craig uh who helped out with the card game who helped keep everything running along seal of course for the video it was amazing i cannot wait Hopefully it'll be out very, very soon. So you'll actually not only be able to listen to it, you'll be able to see all the mayhem uh, who won the show. uh, Lots of entertaining things. We have to give a giant, giant thanks to Brandon from Cult 45, who basically ended up having to be a bouncer in our show because we had some people kind of be dicks at the end and we're just standing in the back talking. So he was able to get them to leave, which was nice. And then, of course, our awesome girl, Carla Sue, who was our tiebreaker. Yep. Whenever we had a couple of cards we couldn't uh, fit through she or picked, couldn't she you picked, know, decide. She picked Clitoris as a lady's best friend. Spoilers. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, the amazingly talented Sarita Ackerman, 
who gave us yet another one of her beautiful, beautiful Wonder Woman prints. And we actually gave this as a basically second prize uh, in the show. So when you see our pictures online that has the whole group, she's the lady in the back with the Wonder Woman print that came from Sarita. And then we have to thank my niece, Madison, for making some really, truly lovely flasks at the age of 10. Yeah. So yes, good because, job, Maddie. Yes. Uh, we gave um, the uh, we gave the prizes out. So two people got the flasks. And basically, we, we have a, you know, there's a winner takes the trophy, right? And then we have a second place, which you'll hear, you'll hear on the podcast, or you have heard on the podcast, is that the ballsiest answer wins the second prize and that was kind right. of a, a big deal because you know people forget that you're getting up there they're in front of a lot of people and they're about to oh, say yeah. something very politically incorrect in front of all these people that they don't know so and it's being recorded and videotaped for posterity so yeah. you know what thank you to everyone who actually had the balls to play the game with us and played it well you know we didn't we had maybe one person who was kind of a butt face through the whole thing but he ended up getting ejected anyway <laughs> Everyone else was super cool. I cannot wait to see the video when it is ready. Um, so it is yep. going to be awesome. Yep. So, all right. So I, um, I hope everybody has heard this, uh, has uh, heard that uh, episode. And again, yep. thank you to everybody that showed up and had another standing room only. Um, uh, yeah, show. it was crazy. I, this, I mean, I thought they were going to start kicking people out of the room because that's what they were doing last year was, you know, if the chairs were filled, you were, you were out. We had people on the floor lining the walls, the whole nine yards. Uh, I think we actually had a couple of different staff and volunteer members in there just because they knew it would be fun because they had come to the game show the night before. Yeah. So this basically takes us to Sunday. Now, Saturday night, we had a great time hanging out, getting to catch up, having dinner, getting caught in the world's worst thunderstorm for no reason. Yep. But Sunday, Sunday, I slept in, took it easy, packed everything up. We actually hosted a women in podcasting panel, uh, exact same room, two o'clock in the afternoon. And we were very fortunate that we had Mandy from Caster Quest. Miss Jenny Kelly. So if you don't know her, she is kind of a professional cosplayer, viral YouTube star. She's amazing. She yep. is seriously the sweetest person you've ever met. And I have a date with her next week. So, uh, <laughs> and then also uh, Thirsty from Raging Nerds was a part of this podcast as well. Or it wasn't a podcast. It was a panel. So we had, yeah. we had like a 75% turnout for that did you, as well. Did you say Mandy was, with Caster Quest? Yes, I'm Mandy. Oh, sorry. I yeah, it. Mandy from Caster Quest was there. I said that, but yes. Um, <laughs> but we had about a 75% turnout with that room, which I think was pretty impressive for two o'clock on Sunday, for sure. Exactly. Um, and we had some amazing people in there. You know, we told about our experiences getting started in podcasting. Seal was also there doing full video and audio for this one. So this, this particular panel will probably not make it into a full podcast episode for us, but we are looking to start putting these videos out on our YouTube channel. So as soon as we do that, we will let everybody know through social media and whatever, because it was really great to hear a bunch of different people give their perspective to see what all challenges we have faced that are similar 
to see anything that's been specific to certain people and their experiences. And also to get some questions from the audience, because we had several groups that were um, getting ready to start podcast or thinking about it. We had one group, I think their name is She and D podcast. Okay. They're starting a live D&D gameplay, which we had a lot to say about because we have done so as well. And, uh, you know, so they came up and asked us questions. And I actually saw on Instagram the next day that they were set up uh, to record and the first thing that I noticed is that they took my advice about putting the towel under their Yeti mic to keep uh, table noise down. So I was like, good job on the towel. They're like, thanks for the tip. So, yep. you know, it was really, it, it was fun because we got to really interact with some new faces. Now, Heather, you had someone come up to you at the official podcasting panel Friday night, right? And tell you yeah. that they were actually at our women in podcasting panel two years ago. And what happened? Yeah, it was Deborah from uh, Brainberry Tarts. I think that's what it is. I apologize if I did not say it the right. It's a mixture of either a brain and a raspberry. So if I said it right, I hope I did. But uh, she said that, hey, she was at our panel and she was uh, starting getting ready to start up uh, her podcast. She was conceptual and she put it out there. And now she's part of the 8-Bit Geek uh, Network. And so it was really mm-hmm. nice to hear that and get that type of feedback uh, from her. So pretty exciting. Got to meet a lot of cool people out there. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was really fun. I'm glad that we went ahead and decided to do that as a third panel this year uh, that didn't have one last year for women in podcasting. So this, you know, I, it was something I felt really strongly about um, pushing out there mm-hmm. and making sure that we're not, you know, there were a, a, there were a lot of podcasting 101 panels this year. Um, I, I don't even know how many, there were more than 10 that I saw on the, on the different schedules. And so, but none of them were from a female perspective and I don't think really any of them had any females on them. So I think this was necessary. And like I said, we had a really good turnout for a Sunday afternoon. So it'll be interesting to see how the video comes out and what we may end up doing with it in the future. We may run it. We may use it as part of a, how to get into podcasting as a lady course. We'll see. We don't know. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, especially if we decide to do it again in the future in next year, for example, um, give us some ideas of some topics that you want us to go a little bit more in, in depth into. And we'll ha- happily talk about that as part of the panel. Absolutely. And it's one of those things that, you know, if we have that information going into it, because this was only an hour long panel, or technically they're supposed to be 45 minute panels. But, you know, we had people in there right up until, you know, they were kicking us out of the room, basically. I think we could have gone longer. So this might actually be a topic where we can try to angle for more time if we know, one, yeah. that we've got an audience coming, and two, that there are certain needs that need to be met. Because there were a lot of things on our agenda we didn't even really get a chance to get to. Yeah, And, we, and every everyone on this panel, for the most part, had you know years of experience podcasting, have all faced the challenges that women face that men don't necessarily face. And we have a lot of experience, but we also really would have liked to have been able to add a lot more of Q&A time to get, you know, get that audience feedback. So maybe, you know, next year we try to see if we can get a longer panel or, 
you know, a, a back-to-back, a double panel or a, a part A and a part B or whatever it is. So we'll, you know, that's something that we're going to work on, but you guys let us know. So again, on the Women in Podcasting panel, big thanks to Heather for being my, you know, my bitch in this because I appreciate <laughs> it. It was like, she's like, you're in charge. I'm like, shit. So, <laughs> but I'm also, I'm also a giant nerd. I'm like, here's the agenda. It's got a graphic, the whole nerd, whole nine yards. Uh, thank you to Mandy from Cast Request. Thank you, Miss Jenny Kelly. You're always amazing. She and also thank did you, the graphic. Uh, I'm sorry. Remember, she also did the graphic. Jenny Kelly did. Oh yeah, she did the graphic. I I didn't do the graphic. I just put the graphic well, on the agenda and made it look cool. It, on the it, oh no, I it it looked awesome. I just wanted to give Jenny <laughs> Kelly props for the graphic. She did. She actually did that graphic when we were on the panel two years ago, and I got her permission to use it again. And then also Thirsty from Raging Nerds. We appreciate you, you know, being on the panel as well. Mm-hmm. And again, thank you, Seal, for your video help. Michael Taylor, for your audio help. We appreciate everything. So that's kind of, we should have the videos out soon. I have not gotten them yet from Seal. But as soon as I do, we will post them on our completely empty YouTube page. And we will post them on Twitter, we'll post them on Facebook, um, probably not Instagram because it just does little weirdo bits. We'll work on uh, it. We'll work on it. Uh, Yeah, we're working on it. We're again, we're expanding. We're expanding. We're, you know, we're a low budget show. So we have to, we have to do what we do. We're all self-taught that, you know, that's something else people don't understand when you're doing this. None of us came in as audio engineers. None of us have a video, you know, we don't have a videography background. Yes, I'm a photographer, but I cannot take photography, you know, stills of myself while on a panel. Like, that's just, I'm not yep. that good. But anyway, so we yep. should talk about what's coming up because uh-huh. I think we were planning on making this a super short show and my timer says we are nowhere near super short. So no, no. Eh. in fact, we just now, don't do short. Uh, now you have to edit it because I don't have yeah. time to edit this. <laughs> Yeah, I will edit it. And now it'll be a 10 minute show. Thank you. Bye. It's been cut down. Uh, So anyways, what, what do we have coming up? Uh, So coming up, Heather, you are actually going to be out on assignment. You want to tell us what you're going to be doing? Yeah, I'm going to be at San Francisco Comic Con, hopefully um, uh, hanging out with Batman (laughs) and Matt Smith. (laughs) So Kevin Conroy and Matt Smith are both going to be there. Uh, So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, Francisco comic-con uh the first weekend of june or second weekend of june and then i am going to be uh, at the monterey comic-con which is the last weekend of june and in the middle my family is coming to visit mm. and it's going to hit 98 degrees and <laughs> oh shut up it's i know it's, i know we, we already hit that i don't have an air conditioner what you don't need air you. conditioners here I told you not to move. <laughs> and now <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have my family in town and we're all going to be dying of heat. And um, yeah. I'll I, send you a nerdy bitches fan. <laughs> Just be one of those little, one of the fans. So in the meantime, because Heather's going to be gone for a couple of weeks and not really have the opportunity to record, we actually have a temporary guest host who is going to step in in her place and that is actually going to be our awesome Houston BFF, Mandy, from Cast Request. And okay. you may remember a couple of weeks ago, I actually got to do a guest reading on her show, which was a lot of fun. If you haven't seen that, Cast Request, episode 11, 
Doogie Hauser and the Rolling Meth Lab. <laughs> Even if you haven't read the book that she's covering, go listen to the episode because it's fucking funny as shit. But anyway, so Mandy has graciously agreed to step in. Uh, I'm not sure how many episodes she will be with us on, but she's going to step in and hang out with us. And it's going to be a lot of fun for me. We're going to miss Heather. And I actually feel super weird about it because Heather and I have never done this show without yeah. the other. Yeah. Like, I, I I have a rules for our listeners here. Okay. You are allowed to appreciate Mandy. You are not allowed to like her more than me. Let me tell <laughs> <No>. you, <laughs> let me tell you, this is the proper response. Mandy was awesome as a co-host. I still miss Heather, but Mandy was excellent. That's how it should be. So that's the proper yep. response. I don't want to yep. hear a different one. I, I told Heather, <laughs> I said, I will not do it if mm-hmm. it's going to break any kind of ties in our relationship. Because, you know, I've I have gone and hosted on or guested on a couple of different podcasts recently because I have more time. A lot of times I have worked different shifts and work different hours than you do. And, you know, for me, it's, it's not, it's not taking away from our show. It's adding more exposure to Mm -hmm. our show to be able to get that, get our name out to somebody else's 12 listeners. And, you know, they can come talk and get on our 12 listeners and that's, you know, it's awesome. But, you know, when you're talking about you doing your own show and somebody else is coming in, but Mandy is amazing. Yeah. She is so much fun to be around. We love her. She is our kind of bitch. Absolutely adore her. So you are absolutely, totally welcome to love Mandy just, just slightly less than you love Heather. That's that's, that's, that's that's the rule. That's the right amount. Just slightly less. That is the right, <laughs> that is the right amount of that. And I'm sure Mandy will not uh, be bothered by that in the slightest because <laughs> she has her own show and she understands mm-hmm. just how hard you work at it. And the last thing you want is somebody else to come on the show and be like, they're better. And you're like, suck it. So. I know. Don't you David Dunkel me, uh, Mandy. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> going to get that reference, but she will. <laughs> Maybe not. Yes. Maybe not. She's too Don't young for me. it. Somebody will get that. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Man- Mandy's awesome. So she's going to be with me for, I don't know, a show or two till till a uh, con season winds yeah. down. Yeah. Heather's brain, you know, rolls back into its normal formation and not into some sort of giant geek, uh, yeah. geek jumble. Yeah, I should and, be back to normal in July at some point, but uh, all yeah, of June yeah, is so we'll, out of we'll get it going. You know, in the past, we have not been super consistent with getting our shows out on time. And as you've probably guessed, we've actually been purposely stretching our shows over the last few months because we wanted to do our 100th episode live together at Comic Palooza. But now that we've done so... We're ready to get back on. We're ready to get much more consistent. And like I said, you know, Mandy's going to come chip in. I'm sure there may be some point where Mandy may be hanging with Heather if I have to go off and do something or somebody else. And so it's, it's and if you, know, you don't ever like to- freaking watch Game of Thrones, I have to have Mandy. <laughs> I, I have already told her that I am not allowed to do any Game of Thrones episodes with you or with her without you. So she has said, that as soon as I get caught up and if she needs me on a show, you will also be on it. All so. right. Awesome. She is. So she, her yeah. Game of Thrones episodes 
are delightful. I love I them. am waiting for the erotic fan fiction episodes that ought to oh, be coming out this yeah. summer. Yeah, 4th of July. Good call. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I may or may not have been invited to do a read on that. <gasps> so oh my we'll God. see. Now, it's not it's not permanent. It's not for sure. But I'm I'm willing. So, you know, we'll see what happens. It'll be a lot of fun. I love doing crossover shows with other awesome women. This is great fun. And I'm glad to see you again, lady, because yeah. it's been way too long. It has been. You live too far away. Yeah. Like, if so, I could afford to live anywhere but under a bridge in California, I would be there. I can't afford to live anywhere, but I have a place without air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> At least I've got air conditioning. My feet are freezing right now. Oh, so. Okay, good, good. Anyway, um, well, I think that's it for All today right. and our quick 10-minute, hour and 30-minute uh, wrap-up of our, Comic our, Palooza 2018. Yeah, our wrap-up lasted longer than the con, so in 72 <laughs> short hours, we'll be done. <laughs> it did, but I am now an editing ninja and so, yeah, you just don't even know. You'll be hearing this part and going, it's been 12 minutes. What are you talking about? So anyway, <laughs> this is what happens when you don't see each other very often is we get on here and we can't stop talking. So. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. I appreciate it, everybody. Absolutely. We will see you guys next time. Okay. That's right. Nerdy bitches. The empire of nerdy bitches shall never die. The sun will never set on nerdy bitches. Bitches shall rule the world forever. The music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. And then we were like, calm down. There's people around.